0: Welcome into the Ball Bros Podcast. I'm Sandy. I'm Nick. I'm Jake. And we're about to bring you a little bit of sports and a lot of nonsense. So sit back and enjoy. Make sure your fridge is running. Gabriel Coldwin.
1: Welcome into the Ball Bros Podcast. So over the weekend, we went through two of our personal drafts we had our dynasty and our redraft. So we're going to do a little bit of talking about both today, but we're going to immediately get started with our best reach. Yeah, Sandy. The best reach
0: when you look at it, you know, I don't really consider it much with the rookie draft because it was all across the board this year. All over the place. Nothing was what I thought it was going to be by by any means, but you know, the biggest thing was with our redraft league. It it was exactly kind of how I think some of us thought it would go. I know the first couple rounds definitely were right on point, but it, when it came to the reaches, it really didn't prepare me for where I wanted to pick this guy. And you know, a lot of ways I don't really think he was truly that big of a reach. But for me, I knew I wouldn't have gotten him if it came if, if it came back around to me, and that's Chase Edmonds. I think where I got him, it was the eight 82. 8.2. But again, he wouldn't have made it back around to me. And for me, he's coming in as my RB three um behind Ezekiel Elliott and DeAndre Swift. So I feel really good about Chase Edmonds there. I, I think he's going to outplay his average draft position.
2: Um, and, you know, I, I, I like love him it. a lot. I like Chase Edmonds a lot. I think you got him at a perfect spot, though. I don't know how hard you had to reach because it is, you know, when you're at the turn like that, 8-2, that's about right. I think if you were to get him in like the 6, that would have been a little dramatic. But 8, I like that spot a lot.
1: Um, yeah, and you got him there right after CEH went. So And then take a look. If you wanted to wait, take a look at who would have been gone. He would have been gone by your next pick, because you have a run on Melvin Gordon, Antonio Gibson, Tony Pollard, Damian Pierce. I definitely so would. have he would taken have been, him He would have been gone. Pollard. Yeah, I yeah. would have too. I
0: think one interesting thing about this draft was that sixth round. If you take a look there, there was no running backs taken whatsoever. That was that kind of tells you that drop off in the way that the running backs reviewed. I think there was very very heavy the first
2: you know, one through five. Yeah. Once you get to David Montgomery, nobody wants to draft another running back (laughs) as a strong running back too. the only guy I would consider really is like Kareem Hunt. Mm -hmm. Chase Edmonds is also in that conversation though on the, on the fringe, but I think Kareem Hunt guaranteed at least a running back too. And somebody drafted him in the seventh. Good for Eddie. Yeah. So, so I mean, when it comes back around, you know, I think eight two for Chase
0: Edmonds, it wasn't as big of a reach as I would think, but Again, he was one of those guys I knew if I didn't reach – if I didn't, you know, go ahead and take him maybe a few spots ahead, I knew it wouldn't have made it back around. And that, you know,
2: he's a vital part of my team. Yeah, and outside the running back dead zone, he's crucial to have. Right. A guy I think I had to reach on a little bit was Elijah Moore. I got yeah. him at seven two. You love him. I do love he Elijah love Moore. Her. I needed to get him. I have him in every league this year. I have him in Dynasty. I'm a big fan. I think he's a superstar in the making. You I know, think... taking him in the 7th, who do I take him above? And you took Juju? you
1: took him above Juju, Chris Godwin, Adam Thielen. I don't dislike Thielen. that. Yeah. I don't dislike that
0: though. Oh. I you know while I do think if it was me I might have gone Juju in that situation. You've been big on his upside, and there's a reason. You know he's got a he's got a you know young core there in in New York that he's going to be he should be one of the focal points of that offense.
2: And I'm kind of hoping on Joe Flacco playing more than all of us think <laughs> this year. And if Joe Flacco's playing, we already saw what he did with Joe Flacco last year. Mm-hmm. 150 yards I mean he's a stud in the making and when Zach Wilson you know when he really reaches that full potential I think he can help Elijah Moore get the job done
1: did um you having and this is something I saw in a lot of my mocks taking Mike Evans at the three kind of prevented me from taking Godwin later in the draft when he was falling when I wanted to is that something that that played any part in that
2: not not as much Cause I just, you know, at the time I didn't even love Mike Evans at the top of the three. Mm-hmm. It's just that some other wide receivers were gone. At the mm-hmm. time, I really wanted to take somebody like Tyreek Hill, I thought he would come back around. Rude. You know, mm-hmm. instead, I had to take Saquon, which I was very happy about as well because I think yeah. he fell. Of course. So it kind of worked out to where Mike Evans, I do feel comfortable with him being my wide receiver one.
0: I think Mike Evans was a great pick there as well. I don't think, you know, he would have been any type of reach, but you're right, you know, he's a solid player to take at that top of the 3rd. He you know, that was
1: where I was seeing him going every I, mock. I had to consider him there. I was so teeter-totter. I knew I wasn't going to get an RB3 that I wanted back on my third rounder, so my I mean, my biggest reach um it's going to be Michael Thomas at the 6th 10. Um, Ooh. I was thinking about Alan Robinson there, but I love Allen Robinson this year. I'm not really worried about that, but Michael Thomas, let's see who else, who else. I could mean, have you I did
0: had? get Alan Robinson in the, on the, turn. I could have
1: had Elijah Moore or Smith Schuster as we were already talking. So yeah, I did. I just think, I think Slant Boy is going to be back this year and he has the most, and looking down at these guys, he has the highest upside out of anyone left on that list in my opinion.
2: I had to take, I took Brandon Cook's one pick before you. I Mm -hmm. like Brandon Brandon Cook's a little bit more than Michael Thomas. I think he's got a way higher floor. That's right. But Michael Thomas has a higher ceiling than just about every wide receiver going in the three rounds above him. Which, and if he hits his max look at my
1: my wide receivers. Like, Court and Sutton, Allen Robinson. I think they're going to be consistent, but those are not game winning wide receivers. So I kind of had to go for a, like, who knows Sutton? The, what the, if Sutton is
0: the only the guy that I could have really seen Michael Thomas slipping past. I think you know I'm a little surprised Monroe St. Brown went as late as he did. Mm. You know I was thinking just based off potential, we would have seen him get taken a little bit sooner. Um, you know even Godwin, you look at like you mentioned, you know it, we're talking about a guy that when he was healthy, we, he was overall, he was and a he easy. was killing it. And the fact that just because of one injury, I think he was one of the most negatively impacted players from an injury. We look at some of these other guys that missed a lot of time last year, and I don't think they slipped nearly as far as him. Godwin, you know, had slipped a lot. So, you know, I think him falling It's because that he late, tore it
2: late in the season. He did. Same as Michael Gallup, and Gallup is hardly even being drafted in some leagues. So I think Godwin is still, you know, first year off an ACL late in the season. He scares the life out of me. I do he like was, to hear he's came back though. It sounds like he's he's, he's, he's looking close good. To returning.
1: And even if yeah. it takes him a couple of weeks and you get him for week three or four on healthy, I I like that for the value. That's but one thing that what, scares me. What more. happens
2: those first few weeks if he's bad? And you have a guy who's getting four, six, eight, and you lose three games, you're gonna be livid about Chris Godwin. Yeah, he well, has to perform.
1: Hopefully hopefully he's not starting. For you like week one or two. Hopefully That's you have a contingency. Yeah. Where did who,
2: who got him in the so it he went to like... Drew – and he's his wide receiver four, so he's good. Yeah. But he has Jerry, Judy, Terry McLaurin. That scares the life out of me. I know.
0: Yeah. yeah. But we'll, he has We'll get CD. into that, but yeah, his, his yeah. wide receiver, of course, scares me. <laughs> we'll, okay. we'll get there. But, yeah, and that I, – I do agree. Michael Thomas probably was a little bit reached upon slightly. But, you know, I've got him on my Dynasty team. I think he mm-hmm. is going to have a big comeback season. So, you know, I, I think he will outperform even that position potentially.
2: Let's get into our biggest w 2 moments of the draft.
0: Oh my goodness! Oh, and ri- and and right, befo-
1: right before that, if you all want to follow along and and check out this whole draft, we will be posting it to our Twitter page. That's going to be at the Ball Bros Pod. So give that a follow if if you want to see where the rest of these picks kind of laid out. All right, Sandy.
0: Uh this is tough. So, and this really was just user error, you know. <laughs> I can't really look at my draft and find too many holes in it, but this is one where I think I wasted a pick. I look at my uh, fifth round. I took George Kittle, which, you know, that's fine. Fifth round, he it's about right, yep. but I look back on it, and I jumped the gun a little bit. The pick right after me had just taken Kyle Pitts the round before, mm. and I had DJ Moore on the table, and I look back on that. If I could have replayed that, I would have taken DJ Moore, and then I would have taken – George Kittle on that turn,
1: and you, like you said, you did not reach. George Kittle went t- multiple picks after Darren Waller, he went which in is the fifth, a, which round. is asinine. Five nine, almost the sixth round, and he went way before Waller, which should not be happening. So you made a good pick with Kittle, it but, just you're, but you're right; it was just you could have waited two more picks if you just would have looked. I mean, yeah. But you solidified
2: happens. your lineup right after with Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Would what? you go back and do it over still?
0: I would definitely, like I said, I would have gone with what I think. I think DJ, DJ Moore. Moore and then George Kittle. I could have still held off on a quarterback and maybe still gone into Jalen Hurts potentially.
1: I agree. So, I mean,
2: right.
0: that, like I said, that's my biggest Hurts WTF went two
1: rounds You later. would have been wow. able to get Hurts or Russell Wilson right after that. I
2: didn't yeah. know Hurts went all the way
1: in the eighth. That's insane. I'm rocking with it. But, yeah, I think if I could have replayed it, that's the only
0: thing I think I would have changed about my draft.
1: I'll play right off of that because mine is the exact same situation, just a different um, position, same exact brain fart. So I'm here in the eighth round. Everyone else has a starting quarterback. I could have waited another round on Russell Wilson. I didn't even realize that. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, it's the eighth round. I don't have a quarterback yet. I love Russell Wilson. I think he's going to be awesome this year. Every other team had one and I could have waited another round knowing that probably no one's gonna take Wilson who, in that next round. Who
0: would you have went after if you didn't So let's see
1: who else is right there?
0: Maybe Aaron a Ren, went maybe
1: next. a Renfro. Um in that pick, eight ten, maybe I would have ordered a Renfro just to get some extra bench points. Miles Sanders, Hopkins, Drake London, Damian so, Pierce. Yeah, yeah, Damian Pierce. I mean so we I went I, nine two in that, this that's
0: that's the only benefit I look at your roster you know, top to bottom, you, you're you very strong at running back. So, you know, it doesn't hurt you too bad. But, yeah, I do agree. You know, I think if you had held off there, you might have been able to obtain maybe a little bit more depth there. Or, like you said, you know, maybe like a Hunter Renfro type of guy that still is very valuable to their team and, and could actually bolster yours a little bit more while holding off for a quarterback a little bit later. Well,
1: and the sad thing is then I get Matt Stafford at the thirteen who was QB five last year. So it's like my, my backup, I got five rounds later. And you think they'll That's be pretty uh, similar. I think so. Too. Uh, yeah. They're, they're going to finish have pretty similar. I like where spots. you
2: got Russell Wilson though, in the back of the eighth, because in all action, what if he is top three this year? I think he what very he well does, could be. You know, what if, know, if he is a top, three. yeah, then that'll, that'll be, that'll be a good spot. But Matt sure. Stafford, I agree. If you're going to, if you wanted to wait, you could have got him and that would right. also been fine. Right. I get you.
0: I look at a few other options that you would have had maybe later on that, you know, again, quarterbacks were really weird this year. I feel like some of them, there was one in particular that I, you know, we'll talk about probably a little bit more in depth later. But the biggest shock to me would have been Dak Prescott falling <laughs> all the way down. We're talking about the 14th mm-hmm. round in our
1: league. Wow. Number nine Nobody quarterback overall.
0: It, it was crazy because I had the pick right after and I had Trey Lance as my backup. I ended up taking, um, you know, Kyler Murray
1: early on, but. As a backup, you know, not that I really needed one, but I like where you got. But I like where you got Trey Lance, and to that point, I like where Drew gets Dak because it's so late. But I think Dak regresses a little bit this year. That offensive line—they just lost their best tackle. I they mean, don't have Amari Cooper have anymore. A Mari Cooper. Michael
2: Gallup off the ACL late in the season. Yep. There's Zeke just a, is getting another year older. Yeah, there's just
0: a ton of question marks there. So, I mean, I get why he slipped. It just is shocking. You know, we're talking about a guy like Dak Prescott, who mm. at any point in time we've seen at his best, we've seen him at his
2: worst. Do I really think he was a 14th round pick? No. No, he's going to be better than that, but he doesn't run as much as he used to, mm. and he's boring. Nobody, you know, nobody really is thinking about Dak anymore as one of those top five elite quarterbacks. So it kind of slips your mind. And then somebody like Drew got him as his quarterback one in the 14th round. He waited wow. all the way. What a value. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. If you, if you were to tell me
0: if I'm in his shoes... <laughs> That I wait till round fourteen and my quarterback one is Dak Prescott. Obviously, Yo, I'm not mad. I'm because not mad. Who's getting drafted
1: he, around there? He took Cole. He took a backup tight end before he took a QB one. I I out. think. Do you all think he he would have taken Matthew Stafford in thirteen ten? Yeah, if he's there. Dak. At the thirteen oh, uh, ten. If if he's there and Cole Komet's not there. I don't think so
2: because if you've watched I think he was planning on getting Dak. Once wow. Dak falls past the eighth round, that blows my mind that he actually did fall past Thank the eighth round. Because I, I had Justin imagine. Herbert in the fifth. So mm-hmm. I didn't even look at quarterbacks right. the rest of the draft.
0: Right. Overall I'd say our league did pretty well about avoiding the quarterback bug, you know, with the exception of about one or two guys. But Lamar went in the third. Yeah, what was your He was the first was quarterback, quarterback what,
2: off what, what the board. The, I, I really did want to say that mine was going to be Justin Herbert, but that was going to be too many quarterbacks for us, even mm. though he did go in the fifth, right. which I've seen him a lot of times go in the third round. Yeah. But that spot kind of blew me away. But now looking at things in hindsight, Damian Pierce is going to be my pick. Because mm. I got him in the ninth round. And now I see people talking about taking him in the sixth, which is really a good spot for him. You know, if you were drafting the day and you took him in the sixth round, I think that's a perfect spot. Because who were the other running backs. Nobody took a running back in that round. Jake, you had uh, talked to me a little bit beforehand. You had a little bit of a game
0: you wanted to play with us. A uh, little ADP versus ADP, the ad, average draft position versus actual draft <laughs> position. You had a few names you wanted to throw out there. Absolutely. Or, well, not even the names. You said you had the, you know, you were just going to put some numbers out, and you wanted us to
1: guess who that was. Okay. So, and without looking at the boards, no cheating you all. Okay we can do this that. one should be this one should be fairly easy so this this gentleman was drafted around 20 and his ADP was 2.9 I'm sorry his ADP hit where he was supposed to go was around 20 and he got drafted at the 29 wow oh he
2: got drafted like
1: twenty ninth overall. You're saying
2: it's nineteenth overall. Two nine. Oh, two nine. Were we
0: were we looking at a running back so he or got a drafted receiver? right
2: at his spot? Yep. Okay. Uh, Saquon.
1: <laughs> Nick should know this.
2: It wasn't Saquon. That was one nine, right?
0: Two nine. Two nine. Two. I'm saying, but Saquon ended up going in ours. Two nine. Did he not? Yeah, yeah. that's who I took.
1: Him. That's what he yeah, got. I have him. But I you're have saying, Saquon but two you're nine.
0: saying ours was. Three or two nine. Yeah, that's what
1: that, yeah. he got at the two nine. I he can't believe it. he fell all the way like that. That's an unbelievable fall. I was I was livid because Nick drafts right before me. And Sam Rock took DeAndre Swift above him. Which I, he, that, that's fair. That's fair, but he should not have got to the two nine. I really struggled with that back and
0: forth because in my mind, in my heart, I really did want Saquon, but it You're it's hard Swift to justify
2: that, you know, taking him ten spots really over, over DeAndre. I mean, when it comes down to it, I think they're both going to be really good. If Swift hits his ceiling too, they're both top five guys. Right. So, I mean, either way, I could have gone. I feel a little bit more confident
0: in DeAndre Swift just from the you know, draft position. But I, it really hurt my heart. I wanted Saquon so bad. And I, and I knew <laughs> that if I did not go for him – that Nick would have gotten. I
1: did not th- think he was going to keep falling. I, I thought if you passed then then someone would have picked Nobody him. Nobody believes in it. Everybody's scared to death. What is going on? Is, I, I have him in 3 leagues. Has no he's
2: the McCaffrey to effect. Like, exactly. He
0: is the McCaffrey effect.
2: That is what it is. I have both of them in a lot of leagues cuz I love yeah. both those talents together. And you know McCaffrey you got to take him at number 2, but Saquon right. you can get him at 19.
1: Yeah, and you got a you got a great 1 2 punch there, so okay, let's run let's run this one. So ADP was forty seven overall. He went at the six four. Wow. Who's that player? Well, I had the six two in Kyler.
0: Oh man. It wasn't a quarterback. Not a quarterback. The six four.
2: Cam Akers?
1: No, Cam Akers Cam was Akers.
0: third round, was he not? In our league?
1: <laughs> it's oh, amazing man. we just did this and we can't remember. There's too many players. There are too many players
2: the 64 that
1: that's a weird position
2: was it a tight end
1: it's not a tight end it was a wide we're receiver we're going to have to look I'll here give you that oh dk dk that, wow okay that's, i knew it was going to be a name I, I knew and once again goen gets just fallen into his lap yeah.
2: dk absolutely
1: 47th adp and we've said it before like i don't know if he's quarterback proof but he's still going to get his touches yeah this is the year for him to prove if he is quarterback proof yeah. or not and when
2: it comes down to it, the only reason I probably didn't take him is because I had Mike Williams and mm-hmm. then I saw Justin Herbert in the fifth, so I got the stack. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't know why I wouldn't have taken him. Yeah. That is nuts.
1: I'm trying to see. So, because
2: I had that was 42 and he went 12 after me. Who did you guys get? Brees Hall for Sandy. No, that was George Kittle, Kyler Murray. I like that stack, too. You went in a different direction, Sandy. Like, like I, I said, Metcalf,
1: if I, I took Allen Robinson over DK Metcalf. I play
2: Metcalf. it back. I don't love it as much I as I could. I understand that, though. I do understand that. That's, I feel like it's safer to go Allen Robinson it, it's and DK. Safer, that's definitely safer.
0: It's it's safest route for what you would consider, I think, a reach in some in some cases.
2: I don't know. I think this is another thing. People are, you know, when people in our league are afraid, I mean, they drop, they drop a round or two. I mean, that's kind of nuts.
0: It really was a shocking draft for a you know number of players. What's
1: another one you got? Okay, we'll do the last one here. This is gonna running back, so I'll give you a hint. Forty ADP, he went five three. Oh. That, that should be that's right in that dead zone, the fifth round. Travis Sintian, Sandy just smashed that.
2: Wow! Bang. I knew. Malcolm's Look
0: at that guess. Pick Malcolm took him in the five, fifth three, and I it, I told him about this because he got lucky. That's a good spot yeah, for him. He got very lucky in that this makes because up Cam Akers. <laughs> yes, it's a Cam Akers pick right before. And I told him this is like, you know, if you hadn't have gotten NTN, his running back core would not have been I mean, what it, it is. He basically took Cam
1: Akers Ac- for no reason because Indian's just going to be better. Simple as that. It's crazy that so. NTN made it back so. around.
0: Honestly, I look at it. And it had to go. That pick had to go through both you guys. And you know, in my mind, I'm thinking NTN's for sure going to be picked by them, well, right? I already have three
1: running backs at that point. Like, I'm not. Gonna ah, take but a what's fourth. another? I'm what's not going to take a fourth yeah, before I get got, a wide receiver. He took
2: Sutton Robinson, which I like. I like that a lot as a one-two. It feels like two guys who could very easily be like wide receiver eight to twelve
1: each. I mean, I think I think I have one of the weaker running back or wide receiver cores in the league just because I went running back heavy. But I do think I have potential for them to be solid guys. The thing is, while you did go running
0: back heavy, the receivers you got are more based on boom or bust. I think two out of the three of yours are
1: poised to have potential better than projected seasons. Yeah. I'm banking on Sutton being what we think he is. I'm banking on Allen Robinson being a true WR2 in the Rams offense. And I'm banking on Slant Boy to, to be back to at least like 80% of what he used to be. Which would be Amazing. probably a high-end wide receiver,
2: too. That,
0: that would win you championships. If you there get even a, you know 75% of what he can t- bring you as your wide receiver three, you're never going to be upset with that.
2: Yeah, I like that shot you
1: took on uh, Sutton there. I do like play. Sutton. I, you know what's crazy? I would have taken Mike Williams if if you didn't take him right before me. Yeah, over, I over like, Sutton. I like Mike Williams more than Sutton for sure,
2: yep. because I think the touchdown upside from Justin Herbert isn't going to be higher than Russell Wilson. But very I similar. Love, That's the only thing. I, I love Mike Williams. The only
0: difference between the two, like you said, the touchdown, the touchdown projection, I think what is What if he threw 50 favorite. touchdowns this year? Wouldn't that be insane? I can see it. I mean, that could happen. <laughs> but we also talked about a Cortland Sutton who could very well lead that team in receiving and who – I don't see the touchdown upside as big for him, but I think the overall receiving will be there for him, and that's what will make him a great pick, and that's what makes that such a
2: tough decision to make. Especially if they use him like they use DK Metcalf in Seattle, Mm. and they throw the ball more. I mean, he could be a lock for 10 touchdowns this year. If Mm. that's a prop bet you see out there, I would definitely take that. 10 touchdowns? I I can very well get on
0: board with that. Over, under 10, I think I'm
2: taking the over. Every day. On Sutton, why not?
0: And Russell Wilson's got some business to take care of. So, you know, it, it's just yep. that first-year vibes mm, that we look at. Cortland Sutton's the type of receiver he likes throwing to. He's got the options in front of him, Russell Wilson does. So, you know, I, I can also see what you're saying. You know, he'll mirror that DK role. He'll be the workhorse for him every down. But, yeah, but but to that, you know, discussion, that's where I do agree with Mike Williams'
1: take. I They're very close for me, but I do, I do like Mike Williams a little bit better. And hence why he went one before Sutton. There you go. <laughs> All right, so let's get into some of our favorite and our least favorite picks. Personally, Sandy, let's get your let's get yours.
0: You know, for me, I'm going to have to say my favorite pick was the fact that my one two literally was what I projected.
1: Exactly what he
2: projected. Yeah.
0: It was exactly what I wanted and it's exactly what I got. The biggest thing for me, my least favorite, I hate the fact that I have to rely on an Ezekiel Elliott as my RB2. <laughs> It's not a bad situation. That's not not bad. Because he's gonna get a lot of rushing volume.
1: It could be way worse.
0: It could be. And that's why it was such a tearing moment for me. Because I knew if I didn't take him, I would regret (laughs) it because he was the best available running back there. But it's also that thing where it's Zeke. You know, it's he's not a he's not a favorite guy to want to have in fantasy. So for me to have him as my third overall pick, why did you why did
2: you take Zeke over James Conner? The reason I took Zeke is for the
0: boom
1: factor. I think I Zeke's like,
0: more consistent. James Connor relies too much on touchdowns. I actually exactly. like. I like Zeke more. The regression way more. is coming. It's,
1: it's going to be incredible how much he regresses. I still think he's solid, but I take Zeke over James Conner I Connor mean, every James day of the week. Connor without Chase Edmonds helps.
0: He had 18 touchdowns last yeah. year. That is that's not just happening. not repeatable. It's not. It's not. Either. You can't predict that to happen. I, you know, realistically, 10 to 12 is yeah. very doable. But 18 was outstanding, and I don't see it Would you have
2: taken Leonard Fournette if he was there, one running back before?
0: I think so. I think so for definitely a redraft purpose. I like the zeal of Leonard Fournette. Just a fact, again, you know, he had a great season last year. I had him on my team in Dynasty, and he was big for me down the stretch. So I love him. He's got a special place in my heart when it comes to fantasy. I remember that four-touchdown game. It was great. <laughs> I loved it, and he helped me out so much. Yeah, and to, pre,
1: to your point with Zeke, like you could do way worse as an RB two. You could have Melvin Gordon as your RB two. Uh, Donald. Um, you could have Jesus J.K. Dobbins and Melvin
2: <laughs> Gordon. James Robinson. What yeah. is going on? You could have Josh Jacobs as your RB two.
0: I just I agree. Josh Jacobs is kind of a question mark. I like him. <laughs> but that
1: offense just is so confusing when it comes to
0: the running backs.
1: You could have Cam Akers, which is his second RB two drafted, but NTN we think will be his actual RB two. Absolutely, there. that makes though. up for Cam Akers, <laughs> it but it, it really should be a crime because he could have taken Mike Williams he or Cortland Sutton. Mike w- Williams, Cortland Sutton, Allen Robinson. I think yeah.
2: if
0: hurts, you're talking about RB two, though, AJ Dillon's a surprising one for me. Yeah. I thought I thought he would have either went a little bit lower. But I did not expect him to be a true the RB two for a team.
1: Cream Hunt makes up for that, but and I we all love Dylan. Don't get us wrong; we I love think, Dylan. I think I'm,
2: having all three—Derek Henry, AJ Dylan, and Cream Hunt—says a lot because both, all three of those guys are tough. Hmm. They're touchdown dependent, and if they boom, they're going to boom hard. That's they the are, thing.
0: They carry the name behind them, and I think that's what benefits them all the most. AJ Dylan is going to be able to come out there and I think make a statement. If Aaron Jones doesn't. They're you know, gonna they're gonna the use AJ Dillon. They said yeah, they want to yeah, put their best
2: will. eleven on the field, and wide receiver wise, you know, I think AJ Dillon is gonna be part of that top eleven, even without being, you know, they're gonna maybe they're gonna have Aaron Jones play more wide receiver. And that's I, gonna I, be I good for are. both of them. There's no reason yeah. to not
1: run out there with a two RB set. I mean, yeah, Dylan's exactly. not going to catch. I don't want to say any. He's not going to catch many passes, but, yeah, he's going to get some I goal think, line work. I think
2: Dylan steps it up. He had 34 catches last year on 37 targets. He was very like efficient. He, he might catch
1: – Get the targets
2: up. Give him an extra two catches a game, so an extra four fantasy points a game, and he would average 15 fantasy points. And that's, gonna, that's a guy that's that a you're going – great average. I mean, that's insane. If he gets 10 touchdowns instead of eight, yeah. Does that win you that. a league?
0: That's, that's the problem that I have with
2: him. As you're Does with, he win you a league? I don't think so.
0: But he's very valuable to a team. I could see AJ Dillon exceeding his if expectations. He, if
2: he's your RB three, then I think he wins you a league. Yeah, he could definitely be a league winner in my opinion. I have him in Dynasty. I like him better in Dynasty than we yeah, draft. Course. You got him off me in Dynasty. I love. Yeah, I, I took, loved him too. You had to get. I had to get uh, Nick Chubb off my hands for AJ Dillon. Yeah. Nick, yeah. I, was, yeah. I like of, that in
1: Dynasty. Speaking of, what's your what's your favorite pick this year?
2: My favorite pick that I was able to get was probably Christian Kirk in the eleventh round. I'm gonna take a scoop down yeah. low because I think he's gonna be a wide receiver too to flex
1: every single week. That's he's a really that's a really consistent. good pick. And looking back, like on my team, I took James Cook and and Madison. I probably shouldn't have, have reached that early on those over a Kirk. And I for death purposes, I would have rather had a Kirk. So two high I upside like
2: running backs. That's a pretty good deal to make, though. I like both of those picks too. It's just that Christian Kirk, you know, I probably could have actually got him like in the twelfth or thirteenth. Because nobody wants to get a Jags wide receiver.
1: Yeah, but like you said, like I think the offense is going to be vastly improved. Nobody's really talking mm-hmm. about that. And he got paid. He's going he to get a paid lot of targets. Big money. And they just shipped out Chennault, who everybody was mm-hmm. crazy at two years ago. Like they yeah. just shipped him out like it was nothing. And He's he, going to get he, every he was, target.
2: He was a big slow slot guy. This is a, you know, Christian Kirk's not very small. He's probably like six foot one, right? Yeah, who six, else is there? 511 right five five 200 11. pounds.
1: Marvin, I mean, he's a brute. Like Marvin jo- or yeah, Jones is still there, but besides yeah. that, who else Evan is Ingram? there? Evan Ingram. Thing is, Christian Kirk,
3: <laughs>
0: for where you took him at, he'll very well outplay that that, you know, trap position.
1: I, I like that. It's a great. Absolutely. Just on sheer
0: pick. volume. You know, Trevor Lawrence is a guy who likes to throw the ball. They're going to
1: have to throw the ball more. And he was your sixth wide receiver pick. You could do a lot worse at your. That's why six you're trying wide receiver to give him to me. <laughs> yeah I, I was trying to get I, some honestly, value for him. I, I did want to talk to you we'll talk after but yeah, we no, can talk about trading about we we'll can talk about trading i'm something always something open slight. for trading baby
0: Ooh, that's why you love fantasy football everyone
1: who's your favorite pick i mean i i like i like rashad bateman at the 9-1 nice. uh we, t- we talked about him a lot but i mean he's gonna be a clear-cut wide receiver one in that offense the only other person that will be getting targets is mark andrews so I mean, he, I didn't expect him to fall that that far, but at that point, I needed some bench. An absolute depleted
0: Ravens receiving core. What? That's that's a topic for another day. Devin but, Duvay but,
1: is wide receiver, too. The
0: Ravens are the weirdest team in the NFL when it yep. comes to their offense. you think that
2: they would have a high-powered uh, offense, but then you look at their lineup, and it's like, who are the playmakers? And Lamar may not even play. doesn't even have a new contract. Mm. That's a mess. It's just weird vibes coming out of the Ravens. The last two off-seasons, last year when everybody was getting hurt, this year, they can't sign Lamar. Hollywood and Brown comes out and says, yeah, I needed to get traded out of here.
1: Oddly enough, like Lamar not playing might boost. That would boost? Sure. I mean, We've already talked about I, it. Mm, it boosted. He's a boost Mark Andrews. He could Andrews. be a better thrower. than He could be no. a better thrower. I think
2: when it comes down to it, Lamar Jackson was going to be the quarterback for the Ravens. At the end of the day, he's going to get paid. And they're going to have a guy like Rashad Bateman out there with 160 targets. They're going to load him up just like they did Hollywood Brown. And, and I they're both going to be and great. And
1: Hollywood was a true speedster. But if we're talking about a more possession along the Bateman lines of Mark Andrews, yeah. Bateman by far.
2: They're both great so, route runners. Hollywood Brown isn't as big. Because uh, when you really, how big is Bateman? 6'1". Six one,
0: six one, one
2: he's got good size. He's 22. I mean, he's projected 13 points a game, it looks like. Right. I think he could def- definitely outperform that.
0: I agree. I think Bateman is a really good pick later, you know. He wasn't a guy you had all reached on. He wasn't a guy that really fell to you. He was just a guy that was there. The only guy that I think comparable at that point
1: that I would have taken a chance on
2: like a Gabe Davis? Mm, I, I like Davis, I like Bateman Lazard,
1: more. But I like bo- I like him better than both. I like him yeah. better than Renfro this year.
2: Ooh, Drake see, London. I liked Renfro a lot more a week ago before Darren Waller got a new agent. Mm. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Because now he's going to get paid and they're going to load him and Devontae up with 10 targets each a game. But that's not to say Hunter Renfro won't
0: have a good impact, but I do like that pick over Renfro because I think there is going to be a a hit to his production, not production, but to his usage versus the increase in usage. We don't know about the production part, but the at least the usage with Bateman.
1: I like Bateman better than everyone that went after him and I like him better than Darnell Mooney who went before him. So
0: Yeah, Darnell Mooney's a guy I kept hearing hyped, like up, Mooney, hyped up, hyped up, hyped and, up and I like the situation. He'll get his volume, but I don't like him as much. I don't he wouldn't be a guy for me that I'm gonna look at and say, I'm gonna target this guy. Like he reminds me too much of like a Brandon Cooks, but he's not there yet. He's gonna have a very similar outlook, in my opinion.
2: A uh, wide receiver,
0: fifteen every year of their career, which would be great. But yeah. he's n- but he'll like never be talked about but, enough. I mean,
1: he was twenty two last year, and the offense is gonna be maybe worse than last year in Chicago. So it's like he, worse. So he might be at that same spot, 20, 22. I can see him there. That
0: would be a ceiling. I don't see him really exceeding yeah, that as long as he's with the Bears. And you know, even if he moves on to a more you know, pass-friendly offense, I still don't see him, you know, jumping off the
2: charts. But When he has big games, he has big games. But he also has some stinkers in there. He had some games with 20, 23, 17, 19, 24 points last year, 16 targets, 16 targets. Mm, that's nice. Imagine if they load him up like that. He had one, two, three, four, four games with over 125 yards, almost right at 125 yards almost every game. Right. I mean, that's weird. I will have everyone know <laughs>
0: strange. I will yeah. have everybody know that if you paid attention to our previous episode, I did take a big bold take about Julio Jones and I'm sticking to it. I did draft him. He was my last skilled position player taken in the draft so i didn't reach on him took him in the 12th round that's very doable this is your
1: least favorite right now
0: this is no no this is i'm just <laughs> this is no, i'm favorite. just throwing it back letting people know this that i <laughs> because i truly believe that my prediction that he could lead the bucks in receiving catches and yards i said i'm gonna take him because when he does that oh my god he'll also be leading me to a league championship i can't believe how committed you
2: are to this
1: uh, i mean I you gotta it. respect the commitment well, rolling into that, who's your least favorite? Because I thought that was going to be your least favorite.
0: Oh, no. For me, <laughs> if I'm going off least favorite, uh, for me, I, I kind of got in a limbo mode later. in. You know, that, you know, what was it? Eight through, well, I won't even say the eighth because I was Chase Edmonds, but the ninth round. I think the 10 and, and 12 are a little yeah. weird. Yeah, for that standpoint there, I kind of jumped on Ramondre because about two picks before Damian Harris was taken. I thought that's a very, that's a very fair place to take him. Going right
2: next to each other. Yeah. yeah.
0: After that, I did take a little bit of a chance on Ken Walker. Uh, I thought in that doing, you know, you want to go for a rookie every now and again. You want to mm-hmm. start off, and he's yeah. –
2: yeah, you went Edmonds, Stevenson, Walker. Those are three really high upside running backs to take in the eighth, ninth, and tenth. That's and then a then really was, good round. And then I did turn in.
0: around in in round third, or excuse me, round twelve, and I was able to get the other Rashad Penny. So it's like, yeah, it's a head scratcher because I'm not a huge fan of the Seattle running backs in general. But if you are going to do that, I like the fact that I was able to get both of them. That's I do think commitment. the
1: problem with that is, and with the league where we don't have a ton of roster spots you're taking up two roster spots with two running backs from the same team that will probably score the same amount of points each week, and none of them are going to be 20 points a game. The problem and what
0: I do like about Seattle, well, I don't like this, but what benefits them is – not them, but me, I should say – is Seattle running backs don't tend to stay healthy throughout the season. There's always going to be one or two guys that miss time. And it's another situation you kind of – I think it's familiar, maybe not the same level, but familiar is the, with, like, the Vikings. You look at Dalvin Cook, and you got the handcuff with, you know, Madison there. You know they're going to miss a few games.
2: And, One of these guys is going to miss a few games. And
0: you bank on it. And that's kind of what I went with. You know, I know mm-hmm. Rashad Penny's not the future. They're using him for now because Ken Walker is the guy they like. So, at some point this season, I see one or the other taking over being that solid main back.
1: I don't see it being a true committee. Banking on an injury, which is fair. I mean, that, you know, that's always, that's sometimes going to be a good draft strategy. I think at Ken Walker, there was a lot of value. I mean, you had London, Devontae Smith, Alan Lazard, Chris Olave, Christian Kirk, um, James Cook. So, it's like, that's where I agree that might have been one of your kind of least favorite spots. Just so I do see some other value there. But Ken Walker, rookie. Ken Walker, I mean, it's a rookie, you know. My you don't favorite, know can, what do you my, can do? My
0: kind of favorite in that would have been George Pickens. I yeah. Yeah. I like his potential, especially with Claypool potentially missing some time early, with Deontay now having his issue. You know, he'll be able to, to have his opportunities early and make, getting that connection with these young quarterbacks that don't have a connection with anyone in specific, George Pickens could have that breakout rookie season. You know, I liked him in our dynasty draft. I think he went right where he should have. And, you know, in a redraft, there's always bound to be one or two rookie wide receivers that come out and burst on the scene. And they're
2: a top 24 wide receiver. You know, last couple years have been skewed by a couple of top five wide receivers. But Mm. outside of that, usually every few years, there's a couple of top 24 wide receivers and that trend is only going to go up the more that these guys are you know, being developed in college. And they come in more ready. And George Pickens definitely looks ready.
3: Yeah,
0: he's got that dog in him. Now, that's why he slipped in the NFL draft.
2: Just a little bit. Just a little bit. No, he you know, he went to the perfect well.
0: spot. He, he was, was did. injured coming out of the draft. So, And Pittsburgh loves getting those wide receivers with that grit. And he'll embody the spirit oh, yeah. of Mike Tomlin there. Look at those
2: blocks already.
0: I love him. And, and like I said, they're going to use him a lot probably more early on. When the other guys come back and are more effective in that offense, will his role change? I don't see a ton of change in his role. I think he'll stay pretty consistent out, you know, throughout the year. Do I think he's wide receiver one or two in the rookies, you know, comparison? No. But I can see him being a top five rookie wide receiver and I think he'll be, you know, the higher end of that. Yeah, he could Usually. definitely have
2: a huge role immediately. Uh, will you guys wanna get into power rankings? Are we gonna rank these teams? Yeah, and keep in mind,
0: you know, this we're trying to be as Unbiased as possible in this. We did run these rankings through, um, you know, th- special thanks to thefootballguys.com. You know, they do have a very,
2: very in-depth team raider. And, and breaks down every team, gives them an, a letter grade. You can go through and look at your team, look at every individual player, and it's all for free.
0: Yep. And, and the way this league, our draft, it kind of didn't phase me too much. You know, the rankings, what they had, really weren't too far off from what I truly believed. Maybe a little bit higher on some teams I may not agree with as much, but I definitely think the top, you know, few teams are right where I would see them.
1: I think, as we have talked about, there's I, we, I think we all kind of had the favorite draft pick. Um, I think the middle, it was a little high on a couple teams, but let's go right into it. Who It was my favorite personal draft. I think it was your all's as well. That's that's going, and he got a solid A. Every single pick he had just just fault him. It's Cooper Cup at the seven. It's picture perfect. Alvin Kamara <laughs> at the two four. Lenny Fournette three seven. T Higgins at the four four. Mahomes DK. When you think about at the the, four.
0: the fourth through seventh picks, that's a that's a scary place to pick.
1: I I love picking, and this is testament to why I love picking there because if you are a good drafter someone's always going to fall to you. Absolutely. And you're in the
2: middle, so it doesn't feel like you're waiting as long for your picks because you're really not. You're not waiting 20 right. picks. You're only waiting 10 picks every time. So you have more time to, you know, solidify guys that are in pretty select tiers. When you're at the turn, you have to kind of reach on your guys. Mm-hmm. Yep. So when you're in the middle, you're, you know, you get that perfect sweet spot where guys get to fall to you and you can reach a little, you know, you you, you know, he had a great draft it's when beautiful. he immediately started with Cup and
1: Camara.
3: Yeah, I mean, Cup the at the seven.
1: seven, that's just ridiculous. Like, I th- honestly thought he was probably going to go at the five, six, which is where I had him ranked, but the seven, and then you get to Camara over Chubb and Swift. Like, and then let's not crazy, act man. like
0: the three other, excuse me, the four other rounds that proceeded, <laughs> yeah, he they comes out. Fell. They he comes fell. out with Leonard Fournette in the third, T. Higgins in the fourth, Patrick Mahomes in the fifth,
1: and DK in the sixth. And then gets Zach Ertz, like, he's literally, like, that is a picture-perfect lineup. Two and has Stubwider Michael Carter receivers. in the 12th. He's yeah, got Michael Carter, depth. Drake London. I is, don't love Tyler Lockett, but... I love his starting, starting
0: lineup it. more, than I love his depth,
1: but that starting lineup, you couldn't ask for It's more. literally picture-perfect. You build out every single one. Um, the flexes... Who's he got? Elijah Mitchell and DK. I like DK. I don't love Elijah Mitchell, but... That's fine. That's yeah, that's Elijah fine. That's
2: Mitchell was his running back three that he drafted, but he still has Damian Harris and Carter. And I think both those guys who are in a committee will still be pretty useful. One injury away and, from being lead
0: back. So. And on the contrary, too, he's also got Drake London yep. down there.
2: Plus, rookie breakout, maybe. Second half he, of the year could be a league runner.
0: While, like, we, like while we haven't been loving on him, you still got Tyler Lockett super late. So it's yeah. a guy that, if for maybe he proves everything we think is wrong then maybe he could also be a surprise pick there. And definitely a guy that you didn't have to reach on. Was it a risky pick because he also does have DK? Yes, but you're talking about Tyler Lockett at the end of the day. And yeah. He's always he got have that some, potential. He
2: could have some blow-up weeks. Absolutely. All right, who had the second?
0: You know, this one, I'm going to come out and say this one, and I, I kind of felt this way, and it helps. You know, Jake had the number one pick here. And he went with Jonathan Taylor. He was able to follow it up with Javante, and then Aaron Jones. You know, so three RB lineup right off the rip. If Aaron Jones is your third best. That's saying something. So mm-hmm. I loved his first three rounds, and you know, so did the football guys. Yeah. They they saw the running backs, and they were able to take the receivers he got. And you know, I agree with it right there. You know, maybe not the best draft. You know, I think Owens was the number one draft. But the next best draft was definitely Jake's
2: team. Yeah, and he got an A-. minus. Going yeah. got an A, he got an A-, minus. so but it's uh, that close. Like it's, and you know, I This think scale's pretty tough. It's
1: wide receiver heavy, the league is. That's why it's yes. going to give me that high of a score. I think anybody in my position that takes one of those three of either Williams, Aaron Jones, Saquon, Lenny, and I don't know about Zeke, but I think if you take any of those three and then you follow it up with some – strategic wide receiver drafting because I had to scratch and claw for Sutton and Allen Robinson. Yeah, you went three
2: and then three. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good strategy and a good format to go off of. And then you immediately secure tight end quarterback. Get your next wide receiver, who is Rashad Bateman, like we talked about earlier. A couple handcuffs in there. You go yeah, all the handcuffs Reached on maybe backs.
1: Madison, but if for some reason Cook goes down, Madison's a top 10 get, back every week. If you week. get three top five weeks out of Alexander Madison, you're going to yeah. be very happy with that.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. All right, right next.
0: This is where you get into kind of the cluster
2: here, because those
0: keep in mind, going and Jake were the only A-graded teams. This is why it got tough, because there was four, four teams. b B-plus. Four teams and of
1: B-plus. a couple I do not agree on. Two that I do agree on are my two boys right here, and why do you think we're, we're the experts right here? <laughs> well, That's I, why we're getting big grades. But I do, I do like your all's drafts. Let's go I, with Nick's first. We could talk
2: about. I went with McCaffrey and Saquon. I think that really juices up my running back court immediately. You literally got
0: two former. And then I love your
1: ones. two next wide receiver, Mike Williams, Mike the two Mikes, Mike, Mike, Mike and Mike in the morning. Mike, Is Mike, Mike and Mike, and Mike your team name. I think <laughs> Mike and
2: Mike have the potential to both be wide receiver ones. That's Followed amazing. that up with Herbert, so I needed to go ahead and get quarterback stack right there. And then I had two more wide receivers, and I reached on Brandon Cooks and Elijah Moore in the sixth and the seventh. I probably could have waited an extra round or two on both because I know everyone else in the league is not, you know, as into these two guys, but I really wanted to secure the wide receiver position. And then I went back to running back with Pollard and Pierce, and then I had to finish it off with a and Kirk. So with, you know, Super really, solid. I didn't even get a tight end until the 14th <laughs> round. Like it really, like I just waited None and waited deal. and waited because I wanted to get Dawson Knox in. You know, another round later. I wanted to get this guy another round later. It's,
0: and it's ironic, too, because you had talked about it all along. You just Your guy yeah. you
2: wanted was David and Joku. I was going to take him in the last round, but I knew you guys were listening to me, so I, I, I had to go ahead and get him <laughs> in the 14th. And, and then I
1: got Tony. You know what's crazy, Nick, is if I am where you are at, I think my first four are exactly what you did. Yeah. Those are all guys that I loved and, and multiple mocks that I did before the season and they it's were always something there. very similar to those four. Exactly. So like that you did pretty much as well as you could have done in right with those picks. The only and I love all of them. The only thing I may go back and
2: be like, mm, I could have I could have been riskier. I would have taken Michael Pittman over Mike Evans." That could have been one of the only things I wanted to do. I don't have AJ Brown that high and I don't have T Higgins that high, but I think Michael Pittman could very easily finish higher than Mike Evans. And would that was the only other wide receiver and the only thing I would change.
1: Would you rather Well, you just said you wouldn't, but would you rather have had NtN over Herbert and waiting for a quarterback?
2: Uh, If I waited for a quarterback, I probably would have been maybe better off because I would have taken Hertz and he went in the eighth round. So if I got him in the seventh and waited another round on Elijah, I still think that probably could have worked out and had my third running back a little earlier. But I really do think that Justin Herbert, you know, him, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, these guys are going to – Those are your three. In, those, in no order, it's one, two, three. Yeah. Exactly. They're and all going to get 40 touchdowns one way or another. I do agree, though. Right. I think if you do put me in your shoes, I
0: just personally here, I might have taken the bait on Travis Ntien. Yeah, I think I probably, probably would have gone. And
2: I, I'm usually not a stack guy. I'm usually not a – I draft a quarterback high guy either. But in, the, in all reality, he's the fifth round here. And, and his ADP is usually yeah. in the third. If you're going to get a
0: stack – on any teams, you're gonna want the Herbert Williams, Herbert Keenan Allen. You're yes. gonna want the Burrow nobody, Chase. Nobody cares you're about gonna, your
2: Derek Carr, Devonte Adams stacks.
0: Yeah, no, but your Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. You yes. know, your you know, I don't wanna even want to say
2: Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson. But I mean, even of. borderline, even borderline, you yeah, could go. In. It has to be a top end wide receiver, and I believe Mike Williams will be able to do that. Yep, I agree. All right, Sandy, let's look at your team.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it was tough for me, too. I think
2: I, mean, I deserve a B-plus ranking. You started off with Chase and Swift. Yeah, I mean, I had, like. you had to have six running backs taken in the first eight picks for that to happen, and it worked out perfectly.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I said, you've heard me before. You know, I don't love my RB2 situation, having to deal with Zeke. I feel like I made up for it by getting the depth later on. You know, Chase Edmonds, Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, you know Ken Walker, Rashad Penny, and higher upside
2: guys, but yeah. Zeke is still safe.
0: And yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. With, at first, I really did get a little nervous in this, where I took him in the third. But if it hadn't been for the depth, I would have really been nervous. You know that even beginning, I was feeling that way. But no, later on, once I had the depth to go with it, I felt a lot
2: better.
1: Well, and like we said, I take Zeke over James Conner. I take him over Josh Jacobs, Cam Akers. Intian's the only guy that I think has a potential to finish above zeke but we we haven't seen that yet so we really don't know
2: zeke is still getting over 230 rushes over 60 targets a year this is the kind of guy if he finishes at rb7 like he did last year and everyone still thinks that he's washed, you're gonna be very happy to have him (laughs) as your rb2 behind swift yeah for sure who may be top five
1: the only the only part that i look at the and I'm just not a huge AJ Brown guy, and that might be me personally. He did fall a lot, so I do get the pick there. It was a value pick. I like AJ I Brown just as like, too though. One I just like two. Pittman and Higgins better. But yeah, I get to that. your point, he already had Chase, so I get not wanting to do Higgins. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you don't I probably want both. I probably would have done Pittman, but I probably would have done. Pittman. I think Pittman
0: was I the appealing pick, and I really did go back and forth. But just due to the fact that AJ Brown had already fallen a few spots, I like his yeah, potentially go middle of the third round. I think so, I get the ADP. I he, just like Pittman. He better. can definitely make an impact, but I do see what you're coming at. I think had A.J. Brown not been there, Michael Pittman 100% would easy,
1: have been the pick. It would have been an easy choice.
2: And let's see how high his floor and his ceiling are with Jalen Hurts. Because if he is pretty consistent and can still get you those 30-point weeks, you know, have some blow-up games, that will be awesome.
1: Yep. All right, let's move on. Who we got? We got Billy at a B-plus. And Drew as well. Personally... This is where I had some. I think I would have bumped maybe down to a B. Um, I like components of both their teams. Let's let's run with Billy first. So Billy went Dalvin Cook, CD Lamb, okay. Travis Kelsey, which I like. Josh uh, Jacobs. Nothing wrong. I do like I, d- in the I don't like third. his receiving core. That's my nothing problem. wrong
0: with the Dalvin Cook pick, but I think if I was to take that, I would have hundred percent gone Cooper Cup. I there. would have as well. But you know the CD Lamb pick. You know, we've kind of hinted at we don't really love him this much this year. In a redraft, he's still going to be a very valuable guy. So, I mean, second round pick, in my opinion, he was a little higher, but that's also, also a Dallas Cowboy.
1: Right. Pick. He's
2: a fan, and he Definitely. picked him because of that. Yeah, his team is named CD. It's just
1: that <laughs> it, it his, his receiving score horrifies me. His receiving core horrifies me. Terry McLaurin as your second scares me a, a lot, lot. of question marks. And mark. I, I like Jerry Judy, but yeah, question mark. Chris Godwin, as we've mentioned, we yeah. like him, but question mark. Devonte Smith, he's solid, but he's not going to win. But you your just league. got AJ Brown in there, yeah, so. and he's not going to win your league regardless. Chase Claypool's already fallen off behind Pickens yeah. and Rondo Mount. His receiving core scares me, and his running back depth. I mean, Josh it's, Jacob and then Devin Singletary. I like Jalen Hurts. That's about it. His team to
0: <laughs> me, like I think he's going to really need Travis Kelsey to have a big year. And because, I mean, he did, he that was the, ironically enough, that was the second tight end. You know, Mark Andrews was taken higher than Travis Kelsey.
3: Yep.
0: But, you know, I think if Travis Kelsey has a great year and if the other guys do play up to their potential, he'll still have a, you know, playoff contender. But I think, you know, do I agree with the B plus? I think he's more of a B, but it's a solid draft overall.
2: I would probably give Drew a B plus. Looking I at agree. the Mixon, Diggs, Pitts, and Connor. And I really do like Amon Ra and DJ Moore still this year. And getting Clyde in the eighth round is also, you know, a pretty good value for a guy who, you know, if he gets two hundred and fifty like touches and let's say he finds a way to score ten touchdowns, you're gonna be pretty happy with that. Do you think if
0: had I gone back and taken DJ Moore over George Kittle and taken George Kittle in the next, do you think Drew might have gone like a DK?
2: I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure he likes DK enough for that. He probably would have gone More of a somebody a little bit safer, like a Brandon Cooks. Hmm. That's why I like DJ Moore a lot. I do think DJ Moore is safe. DJ Moore is much safer than DK.
1: I didn't like this draft when I first saw it. I do like it a little bit more now. It's, it's, it's very solid. I don't know if, if it's going to win the league, but I d- I do think it is very solid. He should make the playoffs with this team. Yeah, I mean it's Drew. He's one of the yeah, most consistent fantasy like, players that we know. we were talking yeah, like is. this might have been one of his worst drafts, and that's not to say that it's a bad draft. That's just how good of a draft. Last year he killed it. Is, so. He killed
0: it on his draft yeah. last year. Yeah. I was so jealous Cup of it. Cup and Taylor. He's he had historically Cup, a great Taylor, practice. and Austin Eckler on the same team. Disgusting. Yeah, and, he's a beast. You know, keep in mind Cooper Cup was the 6th round pick for him last
2: year, so you know. Some luck was in there, but at the same time, you know, like I said, he is very he consistent executes and he's yep. willing to take risks and he doesn't really budge. You know, he's really sticks true to what he believes in, and he, you know, he knows his stuff. Yep, I think the biggest
0: question mark down here. I think very similar teams again. You know, I think Drew was right there with us, but I think the next step down would be just the standard B grades. You have uh, Sal and Rohan are in that and that Malcolm. group and Malcolm. And Malcolm. And they're they're all similar. I think they all are you know have very great pieces, but they're missing one thing. And you know, I, let's touch on Sal's first. You know, I mentioned it before. I think the biggest thing that scares me about his team is your RB two being AJ Dillon. Yeah, and your, I agree. And Maybe
1: the best receiving core. Arguably, it's Adams, up there. Keenan Allen, Jalen Waddle, Hunter Renfro, so. Allen Lazard. Waddle. Allen Lazard ex- is his fifth wide receiver. I'm
2: just not as high as everybody on Jalen Waddle, Waddle or Allen, and, and I do think Hunter Adams Renfro.
1: will be great. That's for sure. Tyler Boyd I, I doesn't think those impress are me. Three super great yeah. guys, and then Renfro and Lazard is your four. His late
0: depth doesn't impress me very much, but his lot, top yeah. end.
2: And I also said earlier that, yeah, I do like Kareem Hunt and A.J. Dillon. So I do like Eddie's team a little bit. I think Eddie's team, if he had a better quarterback, would probably be B, plus in for, my eyes.
0: For those that aren't aware, Eddie, uh, his nickname is Sal, by the way. Yes, yeah, Sal <laughs> Salinas. <laughs> so I. Big Mama Edna. <laughs> I think his true ceiling is potential playoff team. I think he needs to make a move to get at least a, a, a little bit of an upgrade at running back.
1: Yeah, and he had, like we said, he has the wide receiver pieces to move, so I agree if, if he could get a really solid um, RB2 and have A.J. Dillon – and slash cream hunt as your flex that, that would be, be scary, scary. Yeah. that
0: and maybe an upgraded quarterback slightly of course you know I don't want to make it seem like having Joe Burrow is by any means bad yeah I don't really think you can
1: upgrade for what it would be worth there it's like what are you really gonna do unless you're getting someone that's gonna has go a little trade bit more of a for rushing impact but you're that's not gonna you're not gonna trade for that though no. no
0: you're not trading for a quarterback unless it's just a side piece that's
2: the only reason I would ever see it I really do like Rohan's team where he has Najee and you know, Brees Hall in there. And I think a couple of those guys getting 300, 300 touches this year with a Michael Pittman and Josh Allen, he could have a scary, good team.
0: I think taking, you know, the Deontay Johnson, Darnell Mooney and Amari Cooper. I also think TJ Hawkinson's another question mark. Those would be the only guys that really make me not have as much confidence, but I do agree a hundred percent that, you know, first five rounds, I love it. Brees I think,
1: Hall's perfect mix there. I think Chubb is a reach for me personally, especially over Alvin Kamara yeah, and, and Saquon. That's the one that's a, that's a miss for me. And then to go Josh Allen in the third. Yeah, he could have waited another uh, round on Allen. He could have sure. waited. He could have got Zeke, James Conner. He
2: knows that Sandrock and Drew aren't going to take a quarterback. Yeah, he could have waited. He could have got, got, got
1: T. Higgins, Michael Pittman. Like, Kyle he could have taken
2: Zeke. He could have he got taken Kyle James Conner. Yeah.
0: He could have taken A.J. Brown. You know, What right if
2: he started with Najee, Kamara, Pitts, Josh Allen? Golly,
0: Think that about that. Been solid.
2: Oh, he would have an a, an he A like going. A, a yeah, going. I agree. I think
0: <laughs> yeah, but I do think his that rating it does, you know, hold pretty true, I Those think, are all
2: things he he passed up on. Mm.
0: Yep. But after that, you know, now we're kind of getting to it. Malcolm. I, I, Malcolm's was we a little bit be, uh it, it was a little questionable Malcolm, in my opinion. Malcolm and it. Rohan
2: traded all of their picks I, by the way to each other. Like they did this, these two teams that we just are going to talk about here traded from Seven to three. They flipped. Or eight um, to three.
1: I'm fine with Eckler at three. I personally had Justin Jefferson there. But then I actually really like Tyreek. He fell a little bit uh, there to yeah. where I wanted. Then yeah. the bad one, Cam Akers at four, none of us like that. But then he makes up with it for NTN at five. So it's like he did one mm-hmm. thing and then he makes up for it. So my then, biggest thing Hollywood.
0: and the, probably the most that he's heard from it from me on is the Antonio Gibson pick.
1: Yeah. Uh down there. Yeah. What was that at?
0: But now it doesn't look eight, too eight. bad. The eight eight. And, you know, and again, yeah, I agree. It doesn't look as bad as draft day. It's still, yeah. But it's Antonio Gibson. There's just so many negative reports. I think, like you said, it'll get better. But that one was one that I kind of feel like he might have missed out on getting a a little bit more potential there. He right has a Brad and Iuke and a have, Kenneth Gainwell. He could have like had Tony eight, Pollard.
2: Those guys are okay. I like them. But if none of them hit, that's going to be a rough 9-11. Right. Rough he has to scary
1: depth, but I think he might have had the best five through seven in my, like I love NTN Marquise Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster. That's a nice little run right there.
2: Yeah. I'm not as big on Juju. I think Juju might be really good, but I don't, you know, I don't know. I love Juju as a potential wide receiver too. you know, Maybe not as consistent as we think. I think the
0: biggest detriment to his team was that he went with Derek Carr as QB one, and I think it's the fact he took Derek Carr oh, over God, the I likes know. of Dak Prescott, Trey Lance, mm. heck,
1: even Kirk Cousins, Jameis Winston. Yeah. yeah, I'm taking Jameis Winston over Derek Carr. I'm taking Ooh. all those guys as over a wide Derek. receiver Carr. one, as a quarterback one. one. Yeah. 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 Quarterback
0: I agree. On no, Kirk Cousins, in in my opinion, wouldn't have been drafted. Who? Kirk Cousins? Not Kirk Cousins,
2: Derek Carr. Sorry. I agree. agree. He would have been a backup quarterback. Yeah, he definitely would have been a backup. Whoever drafted Devontae Adams, maybe draft Derek Carr as your guy if your Mm other guy is a bye week, you know? But to be your quarterback one, that's, I think, his biggest miss. But, again, you know. In the 13th round, it could be worse, but, I mean, the upside isn't there. He also passed up on Trey Lance.
0: He did a good job
2: about waiting to take a quarterback, but I think he
1: missed some opportunities along the way. Yeah. I agree. so. All right, do we do we even want to talk about the last one? This one was oh, a little—it
0: was a little tough to to swallow. Cause we kind of have to, and you I know what?
1: You know joking. what's crazy? His first two, I actually love. Saying yeah, he started I off, agree. I love. on a hot streak. Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel, and he waited for Debo to fall to 2-7. I think me and Nick were both kind of targeting Debo at the, at the second him. round, right? I, I would have taken, taken him.
2: him because I didn't think Saquon was going to be Right,
1: there. and so I was looking to pick up a Debo, and he does that, and then right then is when it starts falling apart, round three.
2: Yeah, I mean, Lamar Jackson, the first
0: quarterback, was taken off the board in our league by him. You got Lamar
2: and Brady in the top six rounds.
0: I, and then let's not forget he took the Buffalo Bills defense in the seventh. Mm. and Tucker in, the nine. Defense Tucker
1: in the seventh kicker in the ninth and
0: you're gonna always have maybe one or two of these guys in your league you know and there's nothing wrong with him as a player he always you know fields a pretty solid team last year he actually had a really good team you know it just you can't win your league on draft night I think that's the what's biggest takeaway what's away his there.
1: right what's his running back core Someone tell me that J.K. Right K. Dobbins, Ooh. Gordon, and uh, James Robinson. That, that is How do you feel about that? stomach. Yeah, I don't it's it's like that. To is mm,
0: yeah, it's tough to look at. The RB4's Isaiah Spiller.
2: Yeah, that's brutal.
0: At least he has the Bills
1: and Justin Tucker. <laughs> he does maybe have the best kicker. Well, I do not understand seen the best kicker
2: anymore. Uh, uh, it's, it's hard to look at, but I honestly think that he's kind of just – this has got to be a joke, honestly. Yeah. He's got to be kidding here, but at the same time, If he has two top five wide receivers, Lamar hits his peak. Darren Waller gets 120 targets. J.K. Dobbins Dobbins looks good. Yeah, I mean, his team could win five, six (laughs) games, and nobody would be surprised. If Melvin
0: Gordon actually does truly split the time like he could.
1: No, if Javante Williams gets injured, Melvin Gordon's get the clear cuts back there, and he's a true running back, too. So, like, we're literally saying if every single piece goes right, then he might— and he's play. he never has it's, to
2: stream like a defense or a kicker and or and a quarterback. He has two. I mean it's it's a fair ranking.
0: I think he got a C plus.
2: It, so that has. was what he ended up with. I think looking at
0: it, it could have been worse. And you know, this isn't in any way trying to hate on every anyone, you know. So at the end of the day, you know, we can't you know, this is just the way we take some analytics here, but this is also opinionated. And we're gonna be a little bit biased here sometimes. It's I, all
1: for fun. We love you, Don.
0: Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's a fun league. At the end of the day, he's probably going to be eating some wings later on in, this, in the season.
2: But yeah, Absolutely. It we could love be worse. everybody in the league, and everybody, I think, did a good job drafting their team. That's why everybody's great as a B. Everyone is very close. The only reason that some people like going as an A, I mean, people, people fell, fell to him, yeah. and he made the right decisions. Yep. And, he you know, on draft night, that means a lot. This is the biggest time of the year to solidify the foundation of your team. I mean, this is what all, the whole offseason's about. This is the most that anyone is going to be involved in the league is for the draft. It's my right.
1: favorite night of the year. Exactly. Virtually.
2: I love it. It's It really is. This and Selection
0: Sunday for March Madness, I can't. you can't beat it for me.
2: Absolutely. And we will be trying to stick to a pretty consistent schedule from here on out. We're going to be shooting on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Fridays for you guys, trying to get videos out three times a week. We're going to try to do bonus videos as well. Talking about nonsense, talking about random stuff that, you know, whatever comes to mind. You can follow us on social media Twitter at the Ball Bros Podcast, Instagram, and TikTok. And we'll be posting on there more about show updates, NFL news, fantasy news. And if you have any questions, please reach out. Thank you.